Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You want to feel old? Mike Evans is entering his ninth NFL season. That's incredible to me. Ninth NFL season coming up. He's had eight 1,000-yard seasons to start his career. Only NFL player to do that. We're going to talk about Mike Evans and his goals. He says he's looking to have his best year ever in 2022. I'll tell you why you shouldn't bet against him. The Rays' bats came alive and uh, you know what? It was about time. They needed this, but they are now looking for a sweep this afternoon against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are a pretty good ball club. So timely hitting for the Rays. We've got all that and your mailbag questions coming up, a couple of those as well, this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. But first, folks, don't suffer this summer with the old AC system. Call the experts at Air Rescue. Air Rescue offers superior service at unbeatable prices. Your unit will perform 30% better and last longer with regular maintenance by Air Rescue. Now, they have an award-winning team, delivers 24 hours a day. In fact, they have emergency service 24-7. 100% satisfaction guaranteed for residential installation and repairs. It's a family-owned business. Over 75 years they've been together. Air Rescue offers 100% financing. They have affordable payments, very easy application process. You don't have any administration, bank fees, or any extra costs with all that, how much easier can they make it for you? Get your air conditioning service, get it running, stay cool. Call 813-612-5600 or go to airrescueflorida.com for the air conditioning experts. Air Rescue. You know, I'm, Steve, I'm frequently asked about my favorite Bucks players that I've covered. And I've always said this, like, when you get to do this job, um, you know, you're training in college and journalism school and, and people find this hard to believe, but we've talked about it before where you, you kind of cash in your fan cart. You know, I grew up in Tampa Bay. So when I was a kid, the, the bucks weren't even here. And then when they did get here, of course, you know, you're growing up in the area, you become a bucks fan, but you know, after playing sports, going to college, uh, covering all kinds of sports and coming back and doing this job for a living, you don't root for teams. You know what you do root for is people. And there are some really good people, and I've, I've been fortunate to encounter a lot of them. And, and I'm asked, who are your favorite players? And I always, you know, we talk a lot about John Lynch and Rodney Barber and some of the 2002 players. And there's been many, many others, right, since then. Um, the Gerald McCoys and guys maybe that didn't win as much, but they just were great guys to cover and, and really good football players. Mike Evans, to me, for what I've watched and witnessed with the growth of this guy, um, is at the very top. I think that, you know, years from now, uh, he's going to hold every receiving record and does. But years from now, probably, and, and he really has a legitimate chance of this, of, of going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and we'll see how long his career goes beyond, you know, this season. But he's going to end up eclipsing 10,000 yards. There was a time when 10,000 yards as a receiver in this league meant you're in the Hall of Fame, right? 
Um, but with the passing league and the change of the rules and all that stuff, now there's going to be more players that, that are going to reach that milestone. But it's still a milestone. You have to play a long time uh, to reach it. And Mike has been one of the most consistent players that the Bucks have ever had that the NFL has ever seen. I mean, he, he holds the record, right, for the most 1,000-yard seasons to start a career. He's never played a year where he didn't have at least 1,000 yards receiving, which is just really, you know, for consistency and everything. And, and battling through injuries, playing when he probably shouldn't have, um, but the biggest growth in him is as a, is as a human being. Uh, everybody saw the 30 for 30 story where, you know, he was, his mom was a victim of, uh, of spousal abuse. Um, and you know, eventually, uh, his mom's brother, his uncle wound up murdering his father when he was a, when he was just a child, he was asleep in the house one night with his sister and he's overcome you know, just so much in his personal story just to get where he is. He was a phenomenal basketball player in Galveston. Really, that was his first love, his best sport. Uh, didn't really play, I think, high school football till his junior year. Winds up with a scholarship at A&M and, you know, in a first-round pick. And the rest is really history. But um, he's having a gala like this Saturday, and, and he started this foundation. It's their first gala, but they started this foundation a number of years ago with his wife, Ashley, who's just a sweetheart. They've just had their third child together, and um, it's it's really an amazing story about how much he gives back. But you know, and just talking to him and, and some players about him, um, without Chris Godwin there, Mike Mike is going to have to pull even a little bit more weight. And the thing about him is, he could have been doing this all along, but he's one of the most unselfish guys in the world. And if you look at his story. I mean, remember how bad those teams were, Steve? I mean, he got drafted, and six years, they didn't make the playoffs. They had one winning season, his first six seasons. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, you're a high draft pick. Yeah, you go to like a bad Jameis team. And that, you go to a bad team. Mm-hmm. Went through several coaches. Yep, sure did. And, yeah. you know, a quarterback who got suspended – and you know just everything about i mean you know i mean five years with that quarterback <laughs> yeah I mean, and, and he was one of the bright i mean there was a lot of years of some bad drafts for the bucks now he was oh, one yeah, of those picks that worked you know the yeah. last five years have been fantastic for the bucks drafting yeah it has but the five years prior to that was pretty slim mm-hmm. you know he was one of the few bright spots but you and know, you know and, and we've talked about this before he's a better person than he is a football player which is really saying something because he's a terrific football player. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he's, even today, I, and he's been to a Pro Bowl and he's, won, he's a Super Bowl champion, right? And in those two things, when you check those boxes on your resume, that usually carries a hell of a lot of weight, right? Because he had huge things to do with both of those, obviously winning a Super Bowl. But I believe that because he came to this league and, you know, like, I don't know what, Josh McCown was the first quarterback that he played with here, um, but because he came to this league and he lost so much and wasn't on national TV, uh, you know, didn't get any exposure, didn't make Pro Bowls, even though he's putting up Pro Bowl numbers, he wasn't, you know, immediately thrust into the category of the top five best receivers in the NFL. Even today, you would probably get to five. Most people would agree on five, and Mike may not be in it, which is astounding considering what he's accomplished. But, you know, they would go with a lot of different Cooper Cups and a lot of different players before they would get to Mike. Um, used to be Julio Jones, right? Uh, his, his star mm-hmm. has faded, obviously. 
But there were always guys, even within his own division, that people thought were better. And I'm not sure they were. Um, they were different, but they weren't getting, you know, Mike wasn't getting the exposure, and yet he, he was putting out. The other thing about him is there's there's really not many guys like him in that uh, he's so big and physical, but he can run. Now, he's a strider, so it takes him a little while, you know, zero to 60 uh, to get going, but I've seen him run by the best defensive backs in the world. Jalen Ramsey, he ran by in that in that playoff game. Um, and so, you know, he draws the toughest assignment against every team. Whoever the best corner is, he's going to get man-to-man coverage. going to get doubled a lot. He gets doubled. It, it, any team that, that's going to double a receiver on the Bucks are doubling Mike Evans. That's how Chris Godwin can catch as many balls as he does. And so he draws a lot of heat off of other players. But the unselfishness at a position where – you know, people always talk about, well, why are receivers such divas? Well, because they can't throw the ball themselves. I mean, if your job is to run routes and catch footballs, you're the guy that's always going back to the huddle saying, I was open, I was open, I was open. You know, you're like 7-11, you're always open. And it gets annoying sometimes, but but that's one of the reasons why receivers are perceived and and sometimes are very selfish players because they can't produce unless everybody else does their job and they get the ball. And there's only one football. And so you take that and you say, okay, here's a guy that's one of the best receivers in the league. Is he, is he coming back and calling for the ball? Not when, not when he had options. Like when Chris Godwin got here, he embraced Godwin as his number two. Um, you know, when they wanted to win a Super Bowl and Antonio Brown came in, even Rob Gronkowski, who while he was a tight end, was going to take away a hell of a lot of targets from Mike Evans, Mike was okay with it. And not many receivers would have been. You know, it's a lot it's easy to say I want to win, but then are you going to say I want to win if it's going to cost you um, you know, catches and and potentially dollars um because you're going to have to share the ball with other people. Well, Mike had his fill of losing his first 6 seasons. He was not he was tired of it. Um, you know, no national TV games. Uh, you know, usually out of the postseason by what October, uh, you know. So he he you know saw how that half of the NFL was, and really, it's no fun for any team that's in that vortex of change the coach, change the quarterback, and that's what this franchise has done most of its history until they you know either a had a great defense or b um, you know stumbled into a Tom Brady, uh, and so once Brady got here. You know, they started winning, and and people started, re- you know, hey, this Mike Evans guy is pretty good. Like he's he's sensational, and he, I mean, he made Johnny Manziel a household name. We know Johnny's no quarterback, but somehow he got drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Um, how are they doing right now? But with Deshaun Watson, by the way. Ooh. So, yeah, oof. it's getting worse if you read the New York Times article all the time. Uh, but but Mike, you know. You, you talk about his physical ability, you talk about his speed, you talk about his unselfishness, and all that's great. The greatest thing I've heard said about him, it was kind of a surprising source, was yesterday we were talking to Carlton Davis, and I asked him, because Carlton, you know, is a hell of a corner. If Carlton Davis had one hand as good as Mike's two hands are and, and could hang on to interceptions because he gets his hands on everything, um, he he would not only be in the Pro Bowl, he might be headed to the Hall of Fame because this guy travels with the best receivers on every team, uh, leads the league almost every year in, in PBUs, past breakups, but 
his interception numbers are crap because he can't catch the ball. He doesn't hang on to them at all. And he's worked at it, he's worked at it, but he just doesn't have great hands. Um, so, you know, that's, that's his challenge is to, you know, not only get in position to make plays, but actually, you know, hang on to the football. But he's gone up against the best players in the league, and he does that every week. Whoever the best receiver is, he's going to travel with. Because on the left side, he's going with him, whatever. But Carlton Davis faces Mike Evans and has in practice now uh, for going on, what, his fifth year. And just got a huge contract from the Bucks. Deserved it. And so I asked Carlton about, about Mike and, you know, sort of what makes him who he is because he faces him so much. And he said, you know, he's got the size and, you know, he's got kind of sneaky speed, kind of sneaky quick. And then he said this, and I, I thought this is exactly what it's about. He said, but people don't understand. What people don't understand is Mike is a hell of a competitor. I don't even think people understand. There's days when it's like day six of camp, training camp, and he's going hard. My legs hurt, and I'm like barely getting out of my pedal, and he's at full speed, full go, and he's on a different timing than everybody else. He just wants it more. He says you can just tell that he wants it more. He has the physical abilities. He can do it all, uh, but his mental and how he approaches the game is much more different than uh, and just underrated. He says, I think, I don't think a lot of people understand that. He's a monster. You know, I go up against it every day because he doesn't like to lose. And when he loses, he gets really mad. And you don't want to see Mike mad. <laughs> and that's, that's who he is. Like, he is this, this uber competitor during every drill. Like, I've seen him throw his helmet. I've seen him, you know, like, Mike, it's August. It's a, you know, training camp practice number seven. And he's right. Everybody else is falling out and they're dehydrated and they're dropping and their legs hurt and no one's running full speed. And he's out there just clowning guys and mossing guys. And and that's that competitive streak of his uh, is what has made him successful. And it's what's made the Bucks successful. Uh, because in the biggest moments, Mike Evans has sort of made plays. And uh, I think it's great that, you know, he's had a chance to to play with a quarterback like Brady. Brady, who doesn't pass out a lot of praise just willy-nilly. Like, Brady's pretty selective about what he says. About, you know, he's played with a lot of players, obviously, and a lot of great ones. Randy Moss and other. Brady has said he believes Mike Evans is going to the Hall of Fame. He, unequivocally, he just says, Oh, he's 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 a Hall of Fame player. He goes, look, I played. He goes, the closest thing I can compare him to that I played with is Randy Moss. Now, he doesn't run like Randy Moss. There's only one Randy Moss. Randy Moss is a unicorn, right? But in terms of his size and his ability to to you know come down with fifty fifty balls, the trust that they have in him is incredible. You go back to the Green Bay game in the FC Championship. Look at that first touchdown that Brady throws. I mean, that thing is way up there. And he just trusts that Mike's going to go up and climb the ladder and make a catch, and he does. And he does it time and time and time again. Um, but as a as a man, as a father, uh, the things he does off the field with kids, the scholarships that he provides, the Christmases he provides, you know, he's a guy that didn't grow up with much. And he really looks at what he has, and this is his second contract, so he's done very well in his career, He's probably going to get a third if he stays healthy. Is he looks at it like it's just total blessing, you know, that he was put on this earth and given this ability, 
and given these opportunities and overcome what he did. You know, I, that's the thing. Like I look at my kids and I go, what's your excuse? You know, like, like I see these guys that achieve with, you know, very little things in their corner and, uh, and, and just their drive and their will. That's what's so cool about professional sports, about sports in general, um, is that, you know, being around special people that no matter what the obstacles are, they're going through them, they're going around them, they're going to get there and you're not going to stop them. And that's kind of who Mike Evans has been. If you got enough Mike Evans on your team, Mike Evans is, um, you're going to be pretty successful. So, uh, it was good to see him. You know, he's been, um, with his wife, obviously having their child, uh, hasn't done sort of the passing camps with Tom, but you know what, after two years, cause they did that so much of that, the first two seasons. And now Mike and I think Mike's at the level now where him and Tom have, you know, just watched them in, in, uh, the mandatory mini camp. They haven't lost anything in terms of timing and, you know, synergy and all that. So, They've done the work, and you know it's a little like, not quite like, but a little like him and Gronk. They don't need to be on the field together all the time. It's more important that Tom get to know some of the other guys better. But it was really great to see him back, and 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 he looked, you know, he is he's changed his body. Uh, TB12 had an absolute impact on him. Uh, he eats better. He stays around 228 or so. He's used to get up above 230, and that was too heavy for him. Um, but he, uh, you know, he, he's, he's remarkable, man. And I don't know how long he's going to play. Uh, but I, if he stays healthy, I know he's going to have another thousand yards. And, you know, by the time this thing is all said and done, he's got one more year in his contract after this year. And then it'll be interesting because, you know, Chris Godwin is signed for three years. Um, do they re-sign Mike Evans? Does he go and play somewhere else before his career is over? What will we have left in the tank in two more years? You know, you just don't know. He's going to have to be lucky with some injuries, but um, they've been lucky to have him. And, and he was Jason Light's first pick uh, and, and his best one. It's interesting how that happens sometimes. But um, So interesting story. Go out and check it out, TampaBay.com, Tampa Bay Times, and you can do that. The Bucks had their cut for the cure. This is always a cool event to benefit uh, pediatric cancer. Um, they did that at the facility. Tom Brady, all the quarterbacks were involved. There's so many players that showed up to that and Brian Ford, the Bucks COO, and they raised $117,000, which is really, uh, really remarkable. Jason Light um, participated. I mean, just, you know, John Spitek. I mean, so many guys in the organization from top to bottom were, uh, were having a lot of fun with it. Ryan Jensen, and they were all coloring each other's hair, and the kids were doing it. And um, I think you know, if Brady would have shaved his head, it would have been interesting, but that, that didn't occur. But he did he did put a lot of red goop in it, which makes, I don't know, it's kind of interesting just to see him. But he he was a sport about it. He was out there. Um, you know, it's a good cause, and Joey Knight will have more uh, on, a, on a player and his unique relationship with Devin White, former, um, I guess it was a former Plant High School basketball player who was battling cancer, has struck up a relationship with him, so... Some neat, neat things coming out of that, but um, that was always a great event. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so Steve, you were at the Tampa Bay Rays. What the hell happened? I thought this team had no bats at all. The other night, they scored four runs on three hits, including the walk-off by Taylor Walls with two strikes, one pitch from losing to the Cardinals. He bangs one off the fair pole in right field, and all of a sudden, they're going for the series sweep against what is really a pretty damn good Cardinals team this year. Yeah, and they pride themselves on defense, and uh, that let them down a little bit tonight. They had some... uh uncharacteristic mistakes in the infield some balls dropped uh they had a pitcher forget how many outs there was remember tom brady with four fingers it's kind of like that uh but the rays uh every starter got a hit for the first time this season with 18 hits in the game 11 runs they uh got runs off every relief pitcher except yadier molina he shut them out so you know maybe the bats are quiet again i don't know uh, but the Rays, what, 11 runs. Uh, everyone was, like I said, everyone was hitting. Seven of the players, I think, scored. Uh, Randy Rosarina, four RBI tonight. So uh, good effort. Corey Kluber was really good on the mound. Um, what Jason Adam pitched, Luke Bard uh, made his Rays debut. Looked good as well. So uh, all's well in Rays land as they look for a series sweep and to finish the homestand 4-2 and two before they go on a Three-city, 10-day, nine-game trip to Minnesota, New York, and why am I forgetting where they go at the end of that trip? I will look it up as I'm talking here. But uh, So Ray's uh, doing well. Um, they're back tied for second in the division as well. So that's always a big thing. Uh, the end of the road trip is Baltimore. So Minnesota, New York, Baltimore for this trip. Here's what I'm still waiting on, and I don't know if there was any updates given, you know, prior to or after the game. But like, where are they at with some injuries? Because even though those guys had a nice night and mm-hmm. and were hitting the ball all over the place, I think they had like 14 hits or something like that. Um, I would think Wander Franco would be the, one of the first guys back. I still haven't heard mm-hmm. anything I think about. He's a couple weeks away still. He's still a couple weeks away. Wow. I, so. I guess they want to make sure that when he does come back, he's back. 100% or as close yep. to it as he can get. Now, now Shane Boz is coming back Saturday. Right, and they, they optioned Yarbrough to AAA, right? Yes, and actually we got a mailbag question about that, which we could get into now. We're going to do a mailbag tomorrow sure. for the most part, but Randall had uh, tweeted us, and he says, Ryan Yarbrough consistently pitched better behind an opener compared to normal starts. Why did the Rays go away from that this season, and why didn't they go back to that after his struggles instead of optioning him to Durham? Well... First of all, had guys been healthy like Shane Boz, I don't think that Yarbrough would have been a starter. I think he would have, you know, been like their sixth, seventh, or eighth pitcher, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Yeah, Boz, Patino, been, you know. Yeah. I mean, they had so many guys get hurt in the beginning of the year that go that went on the IL. So um, they weren't really factoring him in necessarily as a guy. Like, he would have been working out of the bullpen maybe, uh, you know, after an opener if they went that route or long relief or what have you. And then actually, you know, they, they got him stretched out. And, he, and I know, look, I know the last outing was rough. 
uh, very rough as it turned out. But prior to that, he he had actually gone pretty deep into games and pitched pretty well. The thing about Yarbrough, and this is not going to change. I mean, if you look at his his career stats or whatever, he he his ERA is always around about four, which is not awful, but it's not great either, right? So he's going to give up some runs, and if he's not if he's not spotting the ball and staying ahead of guys and using that arm angle that he does, if he gets in the zone, he just doesn't throw hard enough uh, or fool enough people to not get hit hard. And so his thing is is you know location and 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 you know being able to stay ahead of hitters. So he's got a less of a margin for error, but it was it was just a bad outing. And you know with Boz coming back. He'll step right into that spot in the rotation, and I don't know what Yarbrough's future will be, um, but I don't think they ever intended for him this year, you know, to be one of their top four starters or five starters. I just think he kind of he was going to be a bullpen guy that could eat some innings and yeah. make spot starts when you need. There you go. And yeah, I mean, I think that's where they had him slotted. I mm-hmm. think him going back to Durham will allow him to work on some things and and keep getting more innings in a starter's type role. Right. You know, if he stays on the big league squad, he's going to pitch an inning or two here or there. Right. I think they want to keep him stretched out as well. Keep him in the rhythm. Keep him every four days. Yeah, see how many innings. See if he can go five, six six innings or whatever down there. And and, um, so when they need him, which is, you know, it's inevitable, right? It's a long season. Uh, You're probably going to, I hate to say it, folks, you're probably going to have more injuries to the pitching staff before this is all over. So, you know, he's been a valuable part of this team and a big part of their success. I mean, he had the one great year. I don't know what he was, like 13-4 and four or something. I don't know what it was record-wise, but anybody cares about records. But it it did – it is interesting that he's always been – you know, not always, but like some of his success has come if he followed a, a an opener, you know, and didn't start the game uh, for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, I just – you know – Look, pitching is pitching has been their staple, and they got Shane McClanahan going uh, today, and and he's he's a freaking Cy Young Award, you know, candidate the way he's been throwing. So, I mean, you sweep the Cardinals. I mean, I, I'm I'm amazed by this team. Like, there's there are times when I think, okay, this is the year they're going to fall to third or fourth in the AL East, and then you look up and they're and, you, and they're back. Uh, you know, they're close to ten games over five hundred again. So, let's be clear: the Yankees are running away with this thing this year. Like, they're they're almost getting so far out in front of people. What are they, like 40 and 10 or something like that? I mean, it's crazy how many wins they have. Not quite that good, but, I mean, yeah. And it's up there. Point, I think they got their 40th, though. Yes, they have 40 wins now. Uh, 40 and 16. 40 and 16 in the major leagues. That's hard to do, man. And, like, Aaron Judge, who bet on himself, didn't sign that huge contract, is going to get an even huger contract. He's got, like, 22, 23 bombs. Um, this Yankees team is just off to a huge start. We've seen them do it before, but mm-hmm. you know, the Rays are going to have to play really good just to kind of hang in there. And they'll make the playoffs, is which is all you need to do, right? But oh, um, right, right now, and just as we predicted, the four top four teams in the AL East would make the playoffs if they started today. Isn't that crazy? Everybody but Baltimore. That's uh, what we expected, though. Yeah, right? that's that's what we expected. Now. Did you expect the Yankees to run away with it so far? Not necessarily. No. The Red Sox no. got off to a horrendous start. They've been really good of late. Uh, mm-hmm. They've won, what, seven in a row now. Right. Uh, Heim so Bloom was, boy, they were after his butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. You know, now, the Yankees haven't really had much adversity yet in this season. They really haven't had many injuries. 
No, and uh, they're coming. Uh, I yeah. mean, it, history will tell you that Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, yes, those guys yes. are going to have some. Now, whether they do or not, who knows? But if if it goes to history, they are going to spend some time on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. And, and so, how do they a- address that stuff? And that's what we'll see. I mean, currently they have a seven game lead in the division. Yeah, but you're fifty. You still got over a hundred games to go this season. And you got like sixteen with them still, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe fifteen or something like that. It's a number, a good portion of your of your season is still is still against the AL East. So, yeah, it's a it's a long way to go. And and I unless until or unless the Rays get healthy with their lineup, the one thing they've done though, some of these guys that have come up, they've built some depth. I mean, they've you know some guys have come up here and done a pretty good job. Um, so I mean, you know, if you get Wander back, if you get Brandon Lau, who mm-hmm. had 39 bombs last year. I mean, you're really missing. I mean, the, the thing they're missing is the home run ball. Well, think about in the next month, let's say, let's, uh, you know, and we'll see how it goes, but you could get back Wander Franco, Brendan mm-hmm. Lau, Shane mm-hmm. Boz, Luis Patino, yeah. uh, I think Nick Anderson somewhere. Maybe he's a, maybe a little more than a month from now. Right. I mean, you start thinking of all these guys that could be coming back. Yeah. You start going, whoa. I mean, yeah. that, that's some potent – pitching and offense and you know you start going well maybe they you know maybe they can make a run and, and catch up to the yankees at some point you know if you start That's getting such guys a long back season yeah i mean yeah. you still got over 100 games to go it's a yeah, seven I game mean, lead i mean it's a big right. lead at this point and yankees are playing over 700 baseball do you expect them to do that the whole season no 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 they won't they won't they'll, they'll come closer to 500 at some point but um but they're off to a just a great start and and you know the thing about them is and, and it's always been the case like they're built kind of for the postseason and mm-hmm. and you know the rays use their minor league system and they they got probably 40 better players than your 40 but not necessarily your your top eight or nine might be better than theirs every day um so then we get the postseason that you know that kind of hurts them a little bit but you know kevin cash and them they may look I won't bet against them. I'm not predicting him to lose 100 again. I did that about four years ago, and it bit me on the butt. So As many injuries I, as they've had, they're the third best team in the American League. That's crazy, isn't it? And like, I think there's only one, six, five teams better than them in baseball, record-wise. You know, not long ago, they were. I saw where they were like middling. They were like 15th in the American League in home runs. They have to be lower than that now. I mean, if, if – Oh yeah, Kevin Kiermaier leads you with six or whatever, or Randy Rosarena, whoever it is. I no one even has ten home runs on that team. I don't think anybody has eight, to be honest with you. I mean, so without the big fly in a in a in a league now that is you know so home run swinging heavy, um, you know the Rays kind of do it a different way. I mean, they string hits together and they pounded out about fourteen of them the other day. But they're twentieth in baseball right now. They're now 20. Okay, they're starting to sink fast. Tied, tied with the Rockies. Which is weird, right? Because the Rockies <laughs> play in Rocky Mountain Air. You would think yeah. they'd be blasting balls out of Coors Field. But, but you know who's behind them home runs? The Red Sox. That's weird, too. The Green Monster? Yeah. The Monsters holding it in? What's going on there? Yeah, the Red Sox got off to a horrible start. So they won seven in a row? That's pretty good. Yeah, the Yankees are leading majors in home runs. Of course, yeah. Stanton and I mean Judge himself has like twenty two, twenty three. I mean, I know that Stanton. Aaron Judge thinks that the changes in Baltimore's parks a travesty, but really, it's the Yankee Stadium that's a travesty. The little right field, uh, yeah. yeah, wind tunnel out there in right center, yeah. <laughs> With Derek Jeter now batting Jeter, the shortstop number two. 
Yeah, they used to hit hit the the pop up. You know, there's it is high, it is far, and it was you know just over the second baseman's head, out over the right field yeah. wall. Oh, did you see John Sterling's cutting back on? He's in his eighties now. He's uh, is he really? He's not going to travel the rest of the season except for Baltimore, maybe it's Boston, and somewhere then, and then the subway train. series of the Mets will do, but. But, but is not, he calling the games anyway, no, or is no, he just no? He's going to cut back. He said, he, "I love the game, but I hate the travel." Yeah, you know what he hates, and we've said this, we've talked about this. He can't see. That's what gets. That's what gets broadcasters. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that they can't call the game; it's that they can't see to call the game. Yep. And you know, it it got all of them right. It got Lindsey Nelson. Lindsey Nelson. It got um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, with the Dodgers, uh, Ben Scully. Ben Scully. Well, you could always uh, tell uh, on football, Vern Lundquist. Vern Lundquist, who I yeah. love his calls. One of the best college football ever. But yeah. you could tell he had trouble seeing at the end. Yeah. And, day. I mean, there's only so much spotting you can do in real time, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can have that guy behind you, you know, telling you as Gene Deckroff's going, touchdown Tampa Bay, touchdown Tampa Bay. <laughs> and somebody could say, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Um, but, you, you know, eventually, and even – you know, even sports writers, folks, have trouble mm-hmm. uh, with their eyes after a while. But like, it's you know that that's the thing. And with Sterling, he had he started to have too many of these calls. Like, Nin is high, Nin is far, Nin is gone. A home run. What? Oh, he caught it. <laughs> and like, this was not just happening once in a while. No. It was like happening a lot. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't even see that. I I must. I thought it was gone. <laughs> it's like, okay, John. We always tell the story. Tom, we can't mention John Sterling without telling a story where me and Tom, we would, uh, John Momola, who was our producer at that time, or not our producer, but our uh, assistant program director, um, would, would you know, the Yankees or whoever would come to town, we'd book like whoever the radio team was at times, and the Yankees were in town there, yep. staying, staying at the Vinoy, and, um, and John Sterling, we, uh, uh, they asked John <laughs> if, uh, if he would come on, and <laughs> his response was, why would I get up at six o'clock to be on that show? It's like okay. So then we got Susan Waldman, who was awesome. Goodness gracious! Goodness gracious! Roger Clemens is in his box. She. Oh, I love Joe Madden. I love Joe. Joe, by the way, looking for a job. Yeah. My wife about- asked me the other day. Uh, maybe we talked about this. Is it is it a given? Joe Madden gets hired. Right away by somebody. When I say right away, I mean by next season. Is somebody going to hire Joe Madden at sixty-seven? I think so. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Man, it could <laughs> be the, too many could jobs, be the Phillies right? who just fired Joe Girardi. <laughs> it could be. You're right because their guy's interim, right? Yeah. So yeah. Well, he's got ties to Pennsylvania. That's his home, right? Mm-hmm. That's where he's from. So not far from Beaver Falls. Joe Namath was raised. Um. So yeah, it. I guess it'll happen. It should happen. I mean, he's a hell of a manager. Hopefully, he gets with a team that doesn't shove the analytics down his throat again. Had his most most success with the Cubs, so I think they had. Uh, he probably needs that. So, all right, we'll have uh, the bulk of your mailbag questions. Got a ton of them for tomorrow's podcast, as well as Tom Brady. If you like Who? him, Who? Yeah, the goat. The goat is going to speak. The groat. The groat. The goat. You name it. Uh, the movie star, the Fox broadcaster, uh, the guy with the Netflix series, the guy with the, you know, 80 for Brady. Yeah, that guy. The match winner. The match winner. 
he's going to speak. I can't wait to see a how long and b how many questions we get in. But he's really not gone in any great detail about what has been just a crazy off season, right? The, what was the moment? What was the the seminal moment when you decided I'm coming back? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And and so hopefully he'll talk about that. Talk about all his projects and and what the hell he's thinking about broadcasting, all that stuff. So Tom Brady tomorrow is going to be available to us. And the final day, folks, if you don't think I'm excited, it's the final day of mandatory minicamp. And vacation is starting sometime soon. Not from this podcast, not yet. But uh, as far as like the Bucks, they're done uh, until they get back to training camp sometime in late July or, and then go start practicing in early August. So we are actually yeah. at the end of that 11-month cycle. It's amazing. You got all this time to make up. I do. As Jim Rome says, I get a lot of vacation. I take a lot of vacation because I get a lot of vacation. Arugula. So, yeah. So, look forward to that. Um, Lots on the show tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Remember to contact our friends at Air Rescue for all your air conditioning needs. They're the best in the business. You want to make sure that uh, you give them a call because they are Great sponsors of this podcast as well. You can call them at 813-612-5600 or go to airrescueflorida.com. They are your air conditioning experts. For Steve Erstick, I'm Rick the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.